Well, as we close out the 12 o'clock hour, a sad story in a, in a detailed 572-page report, a third party has concluded that the Oxford High School shooting nearly three years ago could have been prevented with proper training, and it would have been further helped if the better guidelines had been in place. WGR senior news analyst Marie Osborne is here with some of the details from that report. Hi, Chris. This study was conducted by Guidepost Solutions, and at the core, it found that the shooter, Ethan Crumley, was not identified as a threat because authorities at Oxford High School had failed to recognize that his statements, his conduct, and his drawings suggested that they could, he could be a physical harm to the school. Guidepost was hired to do this report in May of last year after intense public pressure. It found that at every level, the district failed to provide safe, secure environment for students. The report, though, did not find any intention or callousness or wanton indifference, but did note failure and responsibility by omission. The report said too often responsibility was shifted elsewhere or even denied. The report named many individuals that bore most of the blame for failing to be proactive in handling the shooter. First and foremost, investigators found that the former superintendent, Tim Thorne, was to blame. Then two assistant superintendents, a counselor, a dean of students, and the Oxford High School principal. Guideposts singling out the former superintendent, Thorne, and his assistants, and the school board for most of the blame for failing to have a threat assessment guideline in place. The lack of these guidelines also falls at the feet of the school board, according to the report. The board authorized the superintendent to create the guidelines. They never checked, though, to make sure that they were actually implemented. The board also had uh, not adopted a suicide prevention policy at the time of the shooting. That policy is important, they say, because more than three-quarters of school shooters in the United States had previously expressed suicidal thoughts, according to the investigators. And one last thing, Chris, members in the investigative team will visit the high school on Thursday. They plan to discuss this report in three sessions at 1.30, 3.30, and 6.30. And you can imagine this will be a very intense uh, group of meetings. Yeah, Marie, who were those meetings with? Uh are you talking about the meetings on Thursday? Yeah, with the, with guidepost coming in with the public people. Yeah. So at different yeah. sessions where parents can come in and hear what yeah. they have to say. Yeah. Yeah. How right. how familiar are you or are we with guidepost solutions? Is that a Michigan oh. company? Um, we've had, uh, um, I think it was Andy Arena we had on the air talking about how they are an excellent company to use and that they have a great reputation. They're very thorough. They are expensive, but well worth it, according to him. Yeah, so my first thought with this, and I'd love to, to learn your thoughts too, is, you know, with kids in high school and myself, every time there's a story like this, not only is it heartbreaking, but it's a real an eye-opener, especially in a community like Oxford, which is fairly kind of what I would call mass affluent. It's not an area that you expect to see one of those stories, certainly not a, a harbinger of, of dangerous you know, folks and kids in an area that's kind of rough to begin with. And maybe that's an overstatement or maybe too generalized.
But I wonder if guideposts went into all the other schools, you know, where I'm at, Livingston County and different parts of Oakland County, would they find the same thing across the board? Is this a wake-up call to all schools that they're probably underprepared? Well, I, you know, I don't know what would happen if they went into any particular school district, but I think if I was a parent with high school kids or in school right now, I would look at this and I'd be asking questions of the uh, principals of my kids' schools and also of the school board saying, hey, do we have this kind of thing in place? And if we do, what does it look like? And when was the last time it was visited or uh, who approved this? I think this is definitely something that people need to be asking and need to be looking at. Um, the, one of the things that Guidepost said here was that um, the nobody, no one took responsibility for this. They kept passing it on to one uh, to another person or another entity, and therefore no one uh, got the job done. Wow. And Marie, in the report, was there anything uh, specific that wasn't so private in nature? It alluded to perhaps how troubled Ethan was. I mean, it, that's a, if you're reading between the tea leaves as a high school counselor and you've never really dealt with that before, you might just not know. I mean, it's certainly don't want to take any of the blame away from those people, but I can imagine feeling awfully, awfully conflicted. There's a lot of troubled kids, a lot of anxiety, a lot of depression, yeah. a lot of moroseness you know, at that age anyway. Does the report try to quantify anyhow things that should have absolutely jumped off the page like, hey, this kid is not only a threat to others, but to himself? Well, we, yeah, I mean, I think that that's exactly what this did because they flat out said that the school failed to recognize that Ethan Crumley had made statements, he had conduct that was troubling, and he had drawings that suggested he could be a physical harm to the school, that these things were present and no one seemed to really right. recognize them, or if they did, they did not know what to do next. In other words, the plan, the blueprint was not in place. Hmm. I'll tell you, if my, and I remember, you know, you have kids that had gone through high school and college too. If mm -hmm. someone came to me and said, listen, for an extra $500 a year in your tax bill for the next few years as an assessment, we will put self-locking doors and metal detectors at every entrance to the school. I would say, sign me up. I'll pay double. I can't believe with the surplus that, that Michigan has had as a state post-COVID with some of the uh, federal award money that they didn't really focus an effort on to bolstering this particular problem. Because good grief, how can you take a gun into school in today's day and age? We have metal detectors outside of 7-Eleven. Mm-hmm. Well, and then, uh, you know, a lot of people worry about what kind of message that sends uh, to, to students who come in the door, and I know you can argue about that both sides, but that is a concern, an argument that you often hear. But And in this particular case, the gun was in this student's backpack, mm -hmm. and no one opened that backpack to look in there to see if what was in there, and that um, was a pretty big failure. And again, though, no, this there wasn't training here. There wasn't a uh, an, uh, training or a blueprint written out as to what you had to do. You got a troubled kid in yeah. front of you. Here's what you have to do. One, two, three. Apparently, that's not what happened here. Yeah, which is a shame. And I, I would, you know, as we get into the next um, few segments and we have some time for open calls, I'd love to hear from you at 800-859-0957 if you would be in favor of a widespread, broad policy on gun prevention in the schools. 
I'd like to hear from you because I think, Marie, what you, you hit the nail on the head. What kind of message does that send? But I think at some point we have to be honest and say we have to care more about people's lives than protecting people's feelings. Yes, I, I, I completely agree. I'm just I'm pointing that out because that's what I often hear yeah. from folks. I agree. You know, and, and, and I think we, you know, listening to each other is very, very helpful. But ultimately, we need to protect our children. It just has to stop. Indeed. Thanks for the update, Marie. Thank you. We'll be back at the turn of the hour. Open to phone calls, 800-859-0957. We'll talk to you soon.